everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Hoping all's well with you out there today as always. Special episode today. It's a video one, kind of, more of a screen share. But um, if you are just listening by audio only, don't worry, I will describe what's going on. So my plan today was actually to do kind of like a matchup. It was going to be between Bing AI, Perplexity AI, and ChatGPT. And what I was going to do, and I'm going to do this still, is I was going to search a few different questions, the same question in each engine, uh, around Kratom, and to see what their answers were and to kind of just compare the two for fun, or compare the three. The reason why I say two is because right now I think ChatGPT is down. Uh, I can't access it, I don't know why, but regardless, I think this will be interesting. And um, the, the goal for me personally isn't to see which one is more accurate, because I think that there are a lot of flaws in each uh, each one. But at the same time, my goal is to see how they think through um controversy how they think through me kind of pushing back on them if they start saying that kratom is safe i'm going to start pushing back that it's not if they start saying kratom's not safe i'm going to start pushing back and saying that it is and i want to see how they think through things and to understand their logic around it when it comes to kratom so let's do this so first we're on bing ai first thing i'm going to ask pretty simple i am just going to ask is kratom safe And while we're waiting for that, I'm going to do the same thing in perplexity. Whoops, except I messed up the perplexity one. There we go. Okay, so for Bing, it takes a lot longer than perplexity. Um, But, you know, the the answers are still pretty robust. So let's see what Bing says here. So it first explains what Kratom is, and it's citing the the National Institute of Health, and it's citing... Uh, kratom.org fda mayo clinic kratom.org okay so no surprises there um it says kratom is not approved uh by the fda for any medical use it may have serious safety concerns such as addiction abuse dependence liver damage hallucinations and contamination why are you interested in kratom okay so let's see what perplexity says perplexity says kratom may have some mild side effects like nausea Uh, constipation or dizziness but it has also been associated with rare serious effects such as seizures and high blood pressure now it's citing nih again webmd mayo clinic harvard and american addiction centers it says some researchers believe that kratom might be a safe alternative to opioids and other prescription pain medications but others argue that it is unsafe and ineffective in severe cases, kratom toxicities can result in death. Okay, which site was that? Looks like that was the American Addiction Centers. Okay, so what I want to do is, it looks like Bing has kind of started off here more on the side of we should probably be very careful here. Um, it's not recommended by the FDA and it can cause all this harm and trouble. So I'm going to say... Um, Use only peer-reviewed studies to answer my question. See what it does with that. And you know what? Let's do the same thing with perplexity. Okay. 
Again, perplexity is coming in here pretty quick with an answer. And its citations are different, other than it does cite the NIH again. But now it's citing Frontiers in uh, Hopkins Medicine. The com- the conversation, which I've just discovered recently, the conversation is pretty neat because it only is articles written by people who are like experts in the field and academics and stuff. And then Science Direct. Bing is now citing oh, Hopkins Medicine, Mayo Clinic again, um, PubMed, NIH, and Frontiers in nature.com. So that's a bit better. So let's see. So Bing says there are not many peer reviewed studies on Kratom safety, but some of them suggest that Kratom may have therapeutic effects for pain management and opioid withdrawal with a lower level of abuse potential than opioids. However, other studies warn that Kratom may have serious toxicities such as abnormal brain function, liver damage, seizures, coma, and death when taken with other substances in high doses. Oh, wow. Really? You think that wouldn't be the case for everything? Um, then for perplexity, it says a literature review of 13 peer-reviewed studies in Southeast Asia and the United States. Wow, it's getting interesting. Examining Kratom use and mental health provided further understanding of Kratom's use. Um, recent evidence have revealed that Kratom has psychological effects similar to opioids, including pain relief and euphoria, as well as stimulant effects. Lack of safety studies and side effects. Knowledge on herbal supplement Kratom call for, which by the way, everybody, it's not an herbal supplement in the United States legally, um, call for research and regulation, but not a total ban. Interesting. (laughs) Kratom tea does have potential to serve as a therapeutic agent for opioid dependence. Wow. Okay. So let's stop here for a sec. So Bing initially starts by saying that it's dangerous or it has the potential to be dangerous. Um, When I say only use peer reviewed studies, says there aren't many studies, but there's some potential benefit that could be suggested if you are looking at the few studies out there. However, others say that it could do all these terrible things. Again, it says that. And and it, But the caveat being, it says, when taken with other substances or in high doses, okay, then with with perplexity, which is, by the way, it's using a mix of like chat GPT and Bing. So it's kind of like trying to be a bit ahead of the game here by being both. Um, doesn't necessarily make it better, but let's see. First, it says it's got some, uh, you know, it, people, some people, some researchers say that it might be a safe or safer alternative to opioids and prescription pain meds, but others argue blah, blah, blah. So it's like a similar answer. And then when I say use only peer reviewed sources, it says, you know, it doesn't say there aren't there are limited studies, even though there there are. It jumps into okay, well, here's 13 peer-reviewed studies in Southeast Asia and the United States, and um, I think this is fascinating because it's saying that there's a lack of safety studies and side effects knowledge, so there should be regulation, but not a total ban. That I think is fascinating that it's putting that in there. So now here's where I want to posit a much more difficult question for them so here's what i'm going to ask and this is where you can get really specific i'm going to ask if a substance has not been found and i'm kind of thinking through this as i type if a substance has not been found to be the only one present in someone's body super scientific here in someone's body at the time of death and all other cases documented 
show a similar pattern. Does it make sense to blame that substance as the reason for death? Yeah, let's just go with that. That's not well worded, but let's just see what happens. Same to perplexity. And the answer comes in. Okay. Interesting, you guys. Oh, interesting, you guys. Wait, what? Okay, bing. So again, for those listening, I said, if a substance has not been found to be the only one present in someone's body at the time of death, and all other cases documented show a similar pattern, does it make sense to blame that substance as the reason for death? And it said, Bing said, I'm sorry, but I prefer not to continue this conversation. I'm still learning, so I appreciate your understanding and patience. Now, I know that Bing is limited to like five exchanges, but like, this is like one, two, three. So I've only sent three messages. Huh. Okay. Well, let's see with perplexity. So again, if a substance isn't, you know, it's never been found to be the only one at the time of death doesn't make sense to blame that substance for the cause of death perplexity says no it does not make sense to blame that substance alone for the death other factors such as co-occurring disorders and mental illness may also play a role in substance use disorder if a human being who was once alive is now dead but that death was not caused by the act of another of another human being the death is not a homicide the stigma of mental and substance use disorders can lead to discrimination against patients with these conditions. The five stages of grief include denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Okay, so <laughs> this went a little bit off kilter by the end of the answer. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Okay, how about we start a new thread and we put that question in a different way. So now what I want to ask start this over here now what i want to ask is something similar to the last question but um but i'm going to put it in a bit of a different way and so to do that i need to pull up my notes here from the last time that i was toying around with this because i did do this with um with chat gpt uh in the past and i think that that was an interesting experience because it was able to really think through a lot of it was really able to think through a lot of scenarios when it comes to Kratom because I was able to totally push chat GPT when it does come to Kratom on its initial response which was oh Kratom is dangerous same as same response as both of these search engines right but the difference is that when I kind of pushed on it and I started talking through these different scenarios, it was very responsive to my questions and my pushback, which I don't think these two search engines or, well, you know, AI engines, I don't know what they are exactly are called other than like transformers or something like that. Um, these ones haven't been able to do that as well. But, uh, but GPT, the original one, seems to have, you know, had a better reaction than these two. But this is interesting. This is helpful for me. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put in a statement. I said, ultimately, the decision about whether to use Kratom or to regulate its use is a complex one that involves weighing a variety of factors, including scientific evidence, public health and safety concerns, and individual rights and freedoms. What do you think about that? <laughs> 
Let's do that with both of them and see what we get. And this is a new thread, so it's not taking any of our past conversation into account, okay? So perplexity says that's too long of a question. And Bing says, I'm sorry, but I cannot discuss my opinions or personal views on any topic. I'm here to help you find information and answer your questions. All right, so it's a little bit limited here. So I'll say, um, what would these three things of, again, for those listening, not looking, um, the factors to consider with Kratom before banning it or regulating it or not, scientific evidence, public health and safety concerns, and individual rights and freedoms, what would that look like in practice? What should we consider specifically? Let's try that. That's with Bing. Perplexity is limited again. So let's see, how would we do this? Um, How about for perplexity, we could say like, what sorts of factors should be considered? when considering a ban or regulation or regulation regulation on Kratom can it do that it can handle that okay Ooh, and a nice long answer from Bing that's great okay here we go and you can always view a detailed answer from perplexity so I'm going to do that since Bing gave a big one this time we'll get a nice big long answer from perplexity while that's coming in Bing that's a good question. Kratom is a plant that's been used for centuries in some countries for various purposes, but it's also controversial in the U.S. because of its potential for abuse and addiction. Some people use Kratom to self-medicate for pain, anxiety, depression, or substance withdrawal, while others claim it has therapeutic benefits such as antidepressant and pain-relieving properties. However, FDA has not approved Kratom for any medical use and warns that it can expose users to the risk of addiction, abuse, and dependence. The DEA also lists Kratom as a drug and chemical of concern. The regulation of Kratom in America is complicated because different states have different laws regarding its possession and use. Some states have banned Kratom completely, while others have passed or are considering passing the Kratom Consumer Protection Act, which would set requirements for possession and use such age limits similar to how cigarettes and alcohol are controlled. Some factors to be considered when deciding this sort of thing. Scientific evidence on the safety and efficacy of Kratom for various conditions. Public health and safety concerns related to Kratom use such as overdose, contamination, adulteration, or interaction with other substances. The individual rights and freedoms of people who use Kratom for personal or medical reasons. The ethical and legal implications of banning or restricting a natural plant that has been used for centuries in some cultures. Huh. I like that last one. That's an interesting way of putting it. I mean, it's very obvious, but at the same time, I didn't include that in my question. So the fact that it added a fourth bullet point there is pretty neat. Okay, and then on this side, perplexity. What sorts of factors should be considered when considering a ban or regulation on Kratom? So again, I couldn't input my whole question with it, so I'm kind of leaving it open-ended. It says, when considering a ban, the DEA is required to consider three of the eight factors. Okay, so it's hopping straight into like specifically what it finds our criteria for government agencies. Um, The substance is history and current abuse, scope, duration, and significance of abuse, and risk to public health. Kratom is believed to have high addiction potential because it is a natural opioid. Uh, It's citing ocean recovery as a source there. (laughs) Interesting. 
The legality of Kratom can make things challenging as it is very widely used, leading many places around the world to ban it. Okay, again, ocean recovery cited. There are many negative side effects that people are experiencing from using Kratom. Okay, so this is all the first paragraph is cited from ocean recovery. Um, ocean recovery apparently is an addiction and treatment place. Uh, And I'm seeing right from its website that it takes like different types of insurance and things. Okay, so it's addiction recovery place. And this is from a blog post. Okay, so not really citing the best sources. Let's see the second paragraph. The FDA should not support a ban on Kratom because evidence suggests that Kratom is abused individually and with other psychoactive substances. Whoa, what a turnaround. Wait a sec, what? (laughs) Where's that coming from? Uh, Let's see. This is coming from Scientific American. Interesting. It says, um, a worldwide prohibition would be an abuse of its authority and would increase mortality rates. Placing Kratom in the CSA via scheduling would criminalize consumers in possession, seriously impeding research, and can be predicted to have serious adverse health risks, including opioid overdose and deaths, flaw, Kratom was banned and possession criminalized, citing Frontiers in. So, okay, I think that that is really interesting, don't you? Because it's giving two different ways of seeing this in its own answer. And, I mean, of course, this is a limited answer. Both of them are limited. I think, honestly, at this point, at this point, what I would say, my initial reaction is that Bing... AI and perplexity AI are both not quite as good at this as ChatGPT is the original one. And I'm not quite sure how to word why, but I think it's just because the natural flow of how these conversations go with these two engines is not the same as ChatGPT. And with ChatGPT, if you lead it in a different direction, it will really, really follow up with it. Like, it will it, the one downside being that it doesn't use its sources though so you must double check your sources if you're asking ChatGPT anything this i think the positive for both of these is that it does show you the sources it's checking and and you can change what it's looking at you could say only using encyclopedias tell me about this you know or you could say only using wikipedia tell me about that um let's come up with one final question shall we let's start a new thread for both and we'll ask one last question I'm going to ask both of these. Let's see here. What makes more sense? Regulating Kratom, banning Kratom, letting it remain legal, or something else. Alright, the results are in. Perplexity. There's no clear consensus on whether Kratom should be regulated, banned, or remain legal. Some argue that a ban would be ill-advised and not based on science, while others believe it is a drug of abuse and should be regulated. Currently, Kratom is not listed as a controlled substance by the DEA, but is considered a drug of concern. Yada, yada, yada. Getting a similar response from from Bing here, it looks like. Um, yep, pretty much the same response with the addition of of talking about you know people saying that it can help with addiction other people saying it's 
seizures, liver damage, and death. So pretty much the same answer. Okay. So we're going to end talking about the band stuff there, but I do want to also ask it an interesting scientific question or, or two. So let's see. Let's say based on the ways in which Kratom acts on the body, what part of the... No, how about we put it this way? Based on what we know about how kratom alkaloid content changes after being picked um what part of the process post picking <laughs> causes the biggest increase in 7-droxymid... Oh, God, I'm so bad at this. Mid-truck-ionine. I don't even remember if that's how you spell it, but let's see. All right. Let's see if Perplexity can even handle this. It's going to be like, what's wrong with you? All right, it, it took it. <laughs> it says, there is no information this Perplexity in the provided search results that answers this question. Therefore, it's impossible to determine what part of the process post-picking causes the biggest increase in 7-hydroxymid tragedy. Or mitragynine, sorry. I should be saying it correctly. <laughs> the accumulation of alkaloids is influenced by a variety of environmental factors. And for most plants, a change in an individual factor may alter the content of secondary metabolites, even if other factors remain constant. Okay, so... That's fine and all, but that's not 7-hydroxymitragynine. That's mitragynine. Okay. Bing. Kratom alkaloid content changes after being picked due to various factors, such as drying techniques, fermentation, sunlight exposure, harvesting time, and precipitation. According to one source, fermentation produces the highest concentration of 7-hydroxymitragynine, a more sedating alkaloid. However, this may not be true for all types of kratom. Interesting. Okay. Now... The final question, and this is the fun one, you guys. Come up with a way... Come up with an entirely new type of Kratom with a new, unique picking and drying process that is not currently practiced. (laughs) Let's see if it'll even answer that one. Same with perplexity. Because I'm like looking for this to answer like purple deduncta funk kratom. (laughs) You take it out and you put UV lights in it for a half hour and then you, you know, something like that. That'd be hilarious. All right. It says, I'm sorry for perplexity. It says, I'm sorry. I cannot provide an answer to this question. There are many different strains. However, I cannot recommend or suggest any new type is not currently practiced, okay? Um, says, with Bing, with the, to come up with an entirely new type of Kratom with a u- new unique picking and drying process that is not currently practiced, you would need to experiment with different combinations of vein colors, leaf colors, harvesting times, drying methods, and durations. You would also need to test the alkaloid content and effects of your new type of Kratom. So that's interesting to me as well. We're going to try and do this through GPT, but not through the website. I'm going to use an open 
API protocol. Hopefully, we'll be able to get an answer here from uh, from ChatGPT because I think this is where Ch- GPT really shines. All right, listen to this. This is ChatGPT's answer through the OpenAI uh, API that I have. That's an interesting challenge. <laughs> this is why I love GPT compared to these other two. We already know lots of different types of kratom that are produced from a few different varieties of trees. So if you want to come up with a new type, utilizing a new picking and drying process, you'll need to think outside the box. This process could include traditional methods like drying leaves under the sun or new innovative methods like using specific heat and air pressure to minimize the duration of drying. You also... You'll, you may also want to consider different preparation methods like grinding or crushing in order to achieve new texture, flavor, or aroma. All these processes could help create an entirely new type of kratom. <laughs> I guess I should have been asking through the API thing myself this whole time because like, that's a pretty good answer, I think. So let's follow up with ChatGPT here and see if we can get something good. Let's ask GPT, um, uh, let's see. You just picked a kratom leaf. Well, you just harvested a bunch of kratom leaves in Thailand. It is super raining out. More so than usual this time of year. You want to make sure that the kratom stays at the highest quality for yourself but also want to send some to a friend elsewhere which will take some time and mean you need it means (laughs) you need to process it process some of the leaves what do you do step by step this is why I love GPT also like that's that's a specific question and it's not even you know necessarily just a question it's like list step by step what you're going to do if you're a person in Thailand in this situation everyone who's listening in Thailand tell me if this is the right thing or if the chat GPT is way off listen to this you guys Number one, separate the leaves and inspect them. Sort through the leaves and discard any that are damaged or not of the highest quality. Two, dry the leaves. Place the leaves on a drying rack in direct sunlight and leave them for several hours until they are crisp and brittle. Three, store the leaves. Transfer the leaves to an airtight container and store them in a cool, dry place. Four, process the leaves. Separate the leaves by types and grades if necessary. You can then grind the leaves into a fine powder using a mortar and pestle or a grinder. Five, package the leaves. Place a few tablespoons of the powder in airtight, into airtight for yourself and for your friend. Six, ship the leaves. Ship the packages to yourself and your friend using a reliable shipping service. <laughs> um, let's see. How about, let's ask one more thing and then I'll really, I'll be done. Um, let's say I'm up with a new type of kratom. Let's keep it simple. Green Dragon Kratom, a potent strain of Kratom that has a high alkaloid content and is known for giving users euphoric and energizing feeling. (laughs) Wow, it's as if we haven't seen that online everywhere before. Okay, how about um, come up with... No, how about let's have this. Explain... uh, I just spelled that wrong. Explain 
everything about the least known alkaloids found in kratom plants. Boom. Now there's a question. It's taking a little bit longer with this one. Okay. One of the least known is 7-hydroxymetrogynine. That's not true. Most people know about that one. Um, other less known alkaloids include one, two, three, four. So it mentions four of them. I've seen them around. What's that one? Spicio, spiciogynine or whatever it is. I, I've talked about these before, but I can't pronounce any of them. All these alkaloids are either opioid agonists or antagonists, meaning they interact with the body's natural opioid systems. Each of these alkaloids is thought to have a variety of effects ranging from pain relief and anti-inflammatory effects to calming and sedative effects. Uh, together, these alkaloids work synergistically to produce Kratom's full range of effects. Interesting. All right, everybody. Well, I'm going to leave it there. I know that it's hard to like. Sometimes people enjoy it and sometimes people don't enjoy it when someone's reading to them. But today I thought it'd be fun to kind of like go through and see what different, you know, these new types of search engines that are going to blow Google out of the water, which who thought Google would ever be like, you know, old news. But I think they're starting to become old news. It's interesting to see what these new search ways of searching things and referencing things think about Kratom because Kratom is so all over the place and all over the map when it comes to public opinion and what science technically, you know, shows in the news, um, media, and also what gets highlighted by the government. So it's like, I, I don't know. I'm a nerd. I like seeing what people think about things and I like seeing what people think about things based on the information that's available to them. So that's kind of like why I'm doing this because this is the new information available to people. And eventually people are going to be using things like this all the time. So what are they going to be looking at? All right, leave it there. Thanks so much for joining and listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Take it easy. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.